Welcome to the June 28th podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 28. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you would have them hear today. Lord, I pray that you would give them the revelation that Jesus loves them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 28, verse 1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. But by a man of understanding and knowledge, right will be prolonged. A poor man who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain which leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich." Whoever keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. One who increases his possessions by usury and extortion gathers it for him who will pity the poor. One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way He himself will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit good. The rich man is wise in his own eyes, but the poor who has understanding searches him out. When the righteous rejoice, there is great glory, but when the wicked arise, men hide themselves. He who covers his sins will not prosper but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. A man burdened with bloodshed will flee into a pit. Let no one help him. Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is not good, because for a piece of bread a man will transgress. A man with an evil eye hastens after riches and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. He who rebukes a man will find more favor afterward than he who flatters with the tongue. 
Whoever robs his father or his mother and says, It is no transgression, the same is companion to a destroyer. He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. When the wicked arise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Guys, I have a treat for you today. I have a fellow first-year student with me. His name is Jordan, and he will introduce himself in just a minute. But before we do that, he has chosen a verse that speaks to him. Yes. One of the verses that spoke to me was, um, Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. That actually, that spoke to me a lot um, because... Um, when you're reverent of the Lord, it causes you to have that joy and that peace all the time. And, um, yeah, I just, I just love that, um, that you'll always be happy because you're focusing on him, that he is your ultimate focus. And that when you're reverent, when you, um, see how big he is, when you see how awesome he is, um, it just, you just can't help but be happy, but have that joy, which is just amazing. I love that a lot. So, (laughs) Well, thanks, Jordan. That's great. Okay, so Jordan, introduce yourself. Tell me about your uh, growing up and family and brothers and sisters, mom and dad. Let everybody know who you are. Well, my name is Jordan, and I grew up in a Christian home, uh, mainly non-denominational. I have lived most, most around the country, like Colorado, Ohio, South Carolina, just all these different places, and it's been quite a journey. Um, yeah, basically my whole childhood, um, just being um, around different people, different churches, and um, just, but yeah, just being around different people, and it, it has been quite a ride, but it has been a blessing, um, and even like my high school years, I went to four different high schools, and <laughs> it was, at, at the time, I was like, this is not right. Like I didn't like it at all. Um, but then when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, that was the Lord. Cause I could have fallen into all different types of stuff, all different types of sin and all that stuff. But the Lord, um, ultimately he actually changed my life. Uh, j- my junior year of high school. Um, it's really, it, it was like this hunger inside of me that changed. Um, and I started listening to like preachers and stuff and that, that, that led me to just growing and growing and growing and just starting to minister to people uh, more and more out of that overflow. And it was such a blessing. And after we moved from uh, my, after South Carolina, that was in South Carolina, my junior year, um, we, lived, we moved to um, Ohio in Columbus. And that's when I met one of my mentors, who I'm still friends with to this day, and uh, she really helped change my life and just grown wisdom and um, stature and... Um, just really helped me to love the Lord even more. And um, over the past three to four years, it was just basically me and her talking and me growing in the Word of God. And and then it, it added up to ultimately be me being here at Cares Bible College. And yeah, it's just been such a huge blessing. The Lord's done so much in my life and He has blessed me a lot. 
And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> okay, great. Well, wow, you, you answered like a whole lot of questions in one. Um, let's, let's go back to um, explaining, do you have any siblings? And tell me about your mom and dad, and why did you move so much? Okay, um, so I have two sisters, two younger siblings, and one older sibling. Um, yeah, one, one, the older one is a half-sister. And, um, yeah, and my, and my parents are amazing. I love my parents so much. Like, over the years, going to different churches and stuff, um, really, it was my parents who helped with, really, just my life and keeping me sustained. And um, at one point, actually, before my junior year, like I was talking about before, um, our family went through a pretty rough uh, hardship, and my family almost basically tore apart. Like, my parents were about to get a divorce. I mean, it was crazy. But the Lord changed my mom's heart and turned everything around, and it was just awesome. <laughs> and it was basically from that, from that time, um, we, moved back, we moved to South Carolina, and that's when the whole redemption thing happened. And really just from there, Lord's been growing my parents so much, and they've been just, they've, get, they've been getting, like, better parents. All, like, they've just been getting better and better as parents. That's all I was meant to say. But, oh, man, I just love my parents. They're amazing. Um, what was the third question? Wow, that's, that sounds really neat. I'm, I'm trying to tie all of these things together. And it sounds like you had an amazing childhood. It sounds like your parents are really great. And I'm guessing that all of them are saved, including your sisters. Yes, they are. <laughs> okay. And now go ahead and think back. I'm kind of curious what on earth happened if your parents are so great. How did this happen that this unfolding between them and almost having a divorce, how did that happen? Well, basically, um, something my dad struggled with for like 30 years, um, it, it, it was in the, in the dark. And when it got exposed, it basically was just like, this has actually happened. And, and I mean, our whole family found out about it, and it was, it was tough. And my mom had to have a Holy Spirit reckoning because <laughs> she, 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 her flesh was just ready to just, yeah, just take over and just go away, basically. But um, my mom told me about it. She said, like, there was one point when the Lord was just like, forgive him, forgive him. <laughs> and it was, it was um, a process. It was about, like, a couple weeks, a few weeks. But I remember my mom and dad talking um, in the car. They were just talking and stuff, and Oh, yeah, it was quite, it was crazy. Like, I didn't really have an idea at the time until they told me later, but yeah, so, I mean, the Lord totally just brought it together. He totally restored it, totally um, made it, like, 100 times better than it was before, and yeah, there's really not much to say else to say, so. Wow, you know, it's always nice to hear when families can reconcile when there is something like this that happens and that is just such a wonderful thing. What I'd like to ask you is, I'm sure this was difficult for you as you're going through this process with your parents. So my question to you is, if you knew that your dad had done this, how did you relate to him? And how did that happen? How did, how did the relationship with your dad change? 
Well, honestly, um, at the time, I was quite ignorant, and I didn't really think much about it. Um, I only knew so much at the time, and my relationship with my dad stayed the same. And it seemed like my dad was better. Like he, he seemed like a much more loving father as he, um, than he was before and not as distant as he was. And yeah, I mean, I think it got better, um, until I later realized what happened. But, um, and even when I did realize it, I, I still, you know, I, I still love him and it didn't matter what he did. You know, I just, yeah, he's awesome. But yeah. (laughs) Wow. That is so good. And that, in a way, reminds me of when I was growing up, and I remember my parents being in high school, and I remember one night, um, we actually had a two-story house, and I remember one night where I actually heard things being thrown across the room and breaking upstairs, and this is 1.30 in the morning on a weekday, so, so I have school the next morning. And I remember my parents actually waking me up at 1.30 in the morning and revealing to me that they're going to get a divorce and asking me who I wanted to live with. And I sat there and I said, you know, that is not a question you should be asking me. I am not the one to make this decision. You figure it out. So anyway... Yep, that's what that reminds me of. So I've got a question for you, Jordan. Explain to me when you first gave your heart to Jesus and when you realized that you knew that you knew that you knew that he was your Lord and Savior, and if you were to go, you would be going to heaven. That's a really good, really good question. It was actually um, in South Carolina. My mom was listening to uh, Todd White. She was listening to him just like on a, like a YouTube video. And as he was talking, it was like um, this burning in my chest. And it was just when he was, he was preaching, it just really it ministered to me. And um, I don't remember exactly, but that's when I really realized. I'm like, I really need this God. He, I need... Um, this love and what he was talking about. Um, and that's, that's what really ministered to me. And that's when I really decided to, you know, give my heart to the Lord and to seek him. Um, yeah, to do that. So, and, uh, what, what age was that? That was 16, I think. Yeah, I believe it was 16. Okay, so I just want to clarify. So your parents are both saved, and all of your sisters are saved. Yes, sir, they are. Okay, I'll tell you, there's no greater revelation than knowing that your family is in good shape. I wish I could say the same thing, but I can't. But anyway, that's good. And, you know, um, I have a question for you. We were most recently in the production of David. And I happen to have a speaking part. I know you didn't, but you were a soldier. So my question is this. How important to you was it that you were in this production knowing that lives are going to be changed into eternity? Man, that's so good. It it was important. It actually grew in importance to me as I was in the production. I didn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't super, I didn't care like a whole ton about it, but, you know, growing, getting into it and actually watching it, 
it really touched my heart. Like when um, they talked about David being a man after his own heart, I was actually watching the recording of it uh, prior to doing the play, and it just touched my heart. And that's when I knew I'm like, I have to do this because it's so powerful. Because I relate to David, it was like I need to do this. And and I realized like even just her Elizabeth Muren's productions are just so powerful. Um, we're all doing it not for us, but we're doing it for the sake of others so that they can be saved and that so they could be impacted by that uh, production. So, Okay, so we're still missing a few pieces to the puzzle. When did you first hear about Andrew Womack, and how on earth did you end up here at Karis Bible College? Okay, so I heard about Andrew... Um, I only listened to a couple of his sermons, but I didn't really have much of an interest for him at the time. But it was back in South Carolina when I was listening to preachers and stuff, and I listened to him um, a couple times, um, which I did enjoy it. But um, yeah, really, I didn't really hear about Karis until around like 2017 when my parents told me about it, and I didn't have a desire for it. I was just like, ah, I don't really want to do that. Um, but then uh, 2021 came around, and my dad told me about Karis, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and he told me about the productions, and productions is actually most of the reason why I got into Karis Bible College. And it really just, it really just had, I had this like piece of my heart, and thank God we were actually able to go visit the college before the school year started, and um, I had such a piece there, and it was so awesome. It was amazing. But, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Um, I just have one more question to you, and I really want you to think about this before you answer. About four months ago, my favorite verse has changed to Romans 8, 6, and that says, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm -hmm. And Jordan, I'm going to brag on you a little bit because one of the reasons I asked you onto this podcast is because I can sense the Spirit of God in you, and you are such a blessing. And for those of you who don't know, Jordan is on the praise and worship team, and he plays the drums. And I see him up there, and he's full of the Spirit, and he's closing his eyes, and he's just in tune with what's going on. Jordan, you have impacted my life just by watching you. Tell me how that is when you're up there. It is awesome. It is a blessing beyond a blessing. I can't even tell you how awesome it is. Just, just the fact that the Lord wants me to be up there and to lead a congregation in Karis to the world. Oh, my goodness. It's just amazing. It's such a blessing I can't even tell you. It's and, and being up there as well, it's just um, you get in the zone. I tell you what. And <laughs> there's been a few times where it's just you just have such like you just get such joy knowing that's where God wants you to be and knowing that it's not you, it's the Lord flowing through you to bless people. Cause a lot of drummers, they not just drummers, but even worship leaders in some contexts, they just they get so caught up in themselves and they, they don't realize that they're worshiping God and it's not about them. They build up their repertoire and they build up their skills so they can say, How good am I? But they don't acknowledge the Lord and that it's not them. It's that it's it's the gift that God's given them to bless others. So yeah. 
Well, you know, that verse reminds me that God inhabits the praises of his people. And, you know, Jordan, I want to thank you. You have been wonderful, and our time has run out. I apologize. But anyway, if you are willing, I'd like to have you back on next year when we resume second year. But anyway, um, I will never close a podcast without giving anyone the opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So if there is anyone listening to this podcast who has never taken that step, I invite you to follow and say this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus down to earth. Jesus, thank you for coming down to earth, for living life and showing us the example of how we can live our lives. And even though you were tempted every way like we are, you did not sin. Thank you that you were willing to die on a cross for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for saving me. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you repeated that prayer to me, I'd like to hear from you. This is Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807, at ProtonMail.com. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.